This Rise and Shine podcast series has been made possible by the generosity of the Zeitelman Family Foundation, which is committed to the unity and continuity of the Jewish people through meaningful and relevant Jewish education and wisdom. Being unable to take that space between stimulus and response and lengthen it with real thought and consideration, that is a kind of slavery to your own ego and to a version of ourselves that we don't leave room for learning and growth. This is Rise and Shine, a podcast that offers timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations to fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. Here is Adrian Gold Davis. So at Passover or Pesach in Hebrew, as it approaches, I can't help but think about a way that you can break down that Hebrew word Pesach and what it means for us today in this time where we're in the pursuit of freedom. Pesach can be understood as pe, which means the mouth, sach, speaks. So as a slave nation making its nascent path to freedom, we were finally allowed a voice. You see, a slave has no voice, is utterly subordinate to the enslaver. To have the freedom to speak, to have preferences and opinions, and to articulate them is fundamental to us as a people. As a people we love, no, we need to speak. Even when we say the wrong thing, having the opportunity to correct ourselves is one of the freedoms of being in a solid relationship with others. And while certainly there's many things that should remain unsaid and many words that are nonsense and even potentially dangerous, these are terrifying times to screw up in, to misspeak, to make a mistake to miscalculate. While social media memes celebrate the value of being flossome, right? Embrace your flaws, even see them as the birthplace of your greatness. It's still pretty hard to avoid full cancellation when you mess up. And this social dilemma is reflected in our family life as well. While the cancellation of celebrities seems distant to our realities, the mindset of one and done, can leach into how we look even at those closest to us. And this cutoff can be devastating for family life. Because let's face it, the closer we are to people, the greater the propensity and proximity we have to blow it with them. Some family therapists define cutoff in families as just a different form of enmeshment. Just the opposite reaction to the argument, which can sometimes feel devastating, but at least proves that you're still engaged. Dr. Zohar Raviv is an international vice president of educational strategy at Taglit Birthright Israel. Now, Dr. Raviv is an erudite guy. He's a serious intellectual, speaks in brilliant sound bites, and he takes complex issues and communicates them with a pithy, kind of precise quality that'll stay with the listener and imprints those words upon your soul. I recently heard him speak in Israel. He said something that really struck me. He was lamenting the breakdown of proper discourse. And he said that it was like a core issue that we should all concern ourselves with. And that was the spiraling collapse in our inability to discuss issues amongst ourselves. And it got me thinking. 
What has brought us as a society to this collapse? Was there some tipping point that occurred that we all missed somehow? And if so, what and when was it? Or is it that it's always been this way, but today we're afforded so many ways to communicate our thoughts. You know, we've got Twitter, we've got social media, we've got email, we've got text, that the sheer availability of platforms has just made us more verbose. Perhaps we were always desperate to be heard and seen, desperate to not be what we once used to call armchair quarterbacks, and truly now have our voices heard. You know, in polite families, it was a given that you didn't discuss politics or religion in social settings. But there was always that sister, always that cousin, that uncle who couldn't resist the captive audience and broke all the laws of polite speech and would raise the unthinkable. The American humorist Fran Lebowitz once said, way back in the 70s, that the opposite of speaking isn't listening. The opposite of speaking is waiting your turn to speak. And I think she was right. The problem seems to be that not only can we not discuss our differences respectfully, but we also can't seem to forgive our fellow humans our differences in thought, often developed by environment or cultural norms or parenting examples that make us disagree. In Jewish life, you often hear that phrase, two Jews, three opinions. This is to say that Judaism has never been a system of complete consensus. Rather, it's a system that strives to get as close to the truth as possible, allowing for and acknowledging that there will be differing paths to achieving it. David Beshevkin, who's the director of education at the Orthodox Union, writes that both the Jerusalem and the Babylonian Talmud make a point of preserving minority opinions, purposely recording a range of views, many of which are not reflected in Jewish practice. This kind of intellectual open-mindedness helped Talmudic rabbis judge new ideas as they emerged. He goes on to add that the ability to countenance incorrect opinions helps sharpen our appreciation for and understanding of opinions that are correct. And this applies to the 21st century as well. If you're only exposed to the ideas that are true right now, you'll lose your ability to discern when you're not given a clear sign of what is correct and what is incorrect. At Passover... We celebrate our redemption from Egypt, or in Hebrew, Mitzrayim. Mitzrayim means tight or narrow space. Sometimes we need a redemption of our tight and narrow minds, an opening to not just wait your turn to speak, but to truly listen. And to once again quote my favorite psychiatrist, Viktor Frankl, between stimulus and response there is a space. In that space is our ability to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Because being unable to take that space between stimulus and response and lengthen it with real thought and consideration, that is a kind of slavery to your own ego and to a version of ourselves that we don't leave room for learning and growth. And when we don't give others the opportunity to do the same, to take some space and reconsider after we've respectfully disagreed with them, well, 
That is the antithesis of safety and freedom to grow in your relationships. This week, as we relive the Exodus once again, can we begin to look at the places where we have stifled our own or someone else's voice? Can we examine the gift and the responsibility of the Pesach, the mouth that speaks, to ensure that we are not emotionally cancelling those around us because we're not able to talk things out? Can we make a concerted effort to forgive the misspoken and yearn for the interaction with our fellow people even when a bit of discomfort might present itself? Here's to leaving those narrow places and moving forward into the freedom of personal development. Happy Pesach. Thanks for listening to Rise and Shine. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to Momentum Podcasts on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Join Adrian again next time for more timeless wisdom and uplifting meditations that fill your heart, feed your soul, and start your day on a positive note. This podcast was sponsored by the Zeitelman Family Foundation. Spread the wisdom. Inspire Jewish individuals around the globe by supporting Momentum's podcasts. To sponsor, contact podcast at MomentumUnlimited.org. You're listening to a Momentum podcast. For unlimited inspiration, wisdom, and empowerment, visit MomentumUnlimited.org.